Hello and welcome back to this the Nostalgia FC podcast with me, Drew Hollins-Roberts. And me, George Thomas. This is the podcast where we delve deep into the recesses of football and history and obscure football players. Each week we'll get in a new guest who will give us their favourite 11 from football, their super sub, their manager, their stadium and their kit. Yes, and this week's guest is none other than Dale Edwards. Yeah, so uh, Dale has a YouTube channel which consists around him playing football manager with various different teams. He's got a few uh, series now on it and I've watched quite a lot of them and I enjoy them quite a lot. So if you like football manager, it's definitely something to go to go watch and follow his journey along that with. He's he's quite big on music. He likes his country music, which Drew will be quite happy about. Oh, yes. He is actually a presenter on UK Country News on Instagram. And this one, I've, I haven't told Drew about until now because I want to get his live reaction on this. Have you seen, you know, when you're on social media, you're scrolling through social media and suddenly an advert will pop up for a manager, uh, a management uh, gaming app. The top manager one? Top 11? Yeah, that one. You know the little icon who is the manager running around and jumping and sliding on his knees and stuff? Yes. That's Dale. What? <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So he did full motion capture and full... Um, Facial capture and stuff for that advert. Sick. Um, that's my favourite thing. <laughs> so there you cool. go. So anyway. our second guest who's been on television. Mm. So what we'll do is we'll get right on and get him on now. Let's have it. All right, welcome to the podcast, Dale. How are you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, yeah good, mate. Good, thank you. Welcome along. I'm really looking forward to it. Really good. So to. I don't actually know this. Who do you support, Dale? Uh, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Sheffield Wednesday, nice. Yeah. That's the first? Not, I know. You're not the first fan, just the first one we've had. <laughs> but uh, you'll, you'll be happy. Uh, well, you'll be slightly happy. The reason is, I, I'm going to tell you anyway, Drew, so sit back and enjoy. I'm ready. I haven't asked, but I'm giving it to you. What, <laughs> my, uh, my, I was young. I was about four or five in the very first game. Uh, my mum is a massive football fan, like huge football fan. She's an amazing human being. And then um, she took me to see Liverpool versus Sheffield Wednesday. Nice. very first game. She's a huge Liverpool fan. Huge Liverpool fan. And I said as a young four, five-year-old, you know what? Mum, in a more high-pitched voice than that, I'll support whoever wins this game. Sod's <laughs> law. Sheffield Wednesday won 3-1. <laughs> uh, and ever since, I've, uh, I've had, uh, had that hardship on my shoulders. Yeah, a bit of a mistake there. If you could go back, you might change that decision, eh? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, I know. Year, would you, would you though? No, I'm now sure you've... you've had some good times watching Sheffield. Well, you know what? But I might leave, I might leave that. I've had great times to support him Wednesday. I mean, probably like three <laughs> in 20 odd years, but three really good times. <laughs> they were just the wins. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, cool. So you're actually the second fan we've had of a championship team. Just. Yeah. Would you say? Just a championship Clinging team. Clinging on there. Where, where are you at the moment? Uh, we're just above the relegation zone at this point. I mean, okay. this could all change by the time this comes out. Um, I'm fairly, do you not just sack Tony Pulis? Is that not a thing? Thank God. Thank <laughs> God we sacked Tony Pulis. Like, he comes in for 10 games, wins one, and he's like, oh, I just don't know what's happening. Maybe it's because we're <laughs> playing 11 defenders. Not even a goalkeeper, <laughs> just 11 defenders. Right, so let's get into your team. What is your formation, Dale? You know what? I'm going old school. I'm going old school. Um, and I'm telling you right now, my team are not going to win any games. Unless, like I say, you put me against Kieran's team, there's a chance. But most teams, we're not going to win. Uh, so I'm going for the old school 4-4-2. Nice. Fair enough. 
classic. I was going to say against Kieran's defence, there was uh, depends what strikers you got. You're probably winning. Yeah, I believe in my strikers. They're two semi-decent <laughs> players. <laughs> His defenders were not. Defenders and midfielders. <laughs> right. Basically, just the, the strikers are all right. You, you, everyone just wait until the end. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. We'll do what we normally do and start with the keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I've decided uh, to go with the way of like, you've got to have a story to the player or you've got to have like um, a reason for choosing. You've got, I've got something's happened in my life that has sort of driven me towards that player. And uh, so with the goalkeeper, there's an honourable mention for one. Straight away, I'm ruining your little story because I'm, I'm starting with an honourable mention who hasn't made the team. So the one who hasn't made the team is Mark Crosley. And the reason for that is when um, I went to see Sheffield Wednesday versus Southampton, I saw the Holy Grail, the thing that all human beings ever want to see. And that is your goalkeeper coming up for a corner, <laughs> rising like a salmon, jumping beautifully over Gareth Bale of all oh. people, guys. A 17-year-old Gareth Bale. For oh, something. that's impressive then, 17-year-old Gareth. And he's still better than I've ever been. And, uh, <laughs> Nodding it in. The keeper nodded it in. We all went crazy. It was the best thing ever. But he's not making my team. He's not making my team because of this uh, this player, who is going to be Joe Hart. Joe Hart. All right. Now, I'm not going to say that Joe Hart's the best keeper that's ever been. I was going to say. <laughs> and you would be correct in not saying that. But there is a reason for this. And I'm sure you guys have this same situation, right? I'm from, I'm from Shropshire. I live in Shrewsbury. Now, Joe Hart is from Shrewsbury. Yeah. And now... Any player who comes from even slightly near you, all right, within a, within a distance that is achievable to say, oh, I'm going to the shops, you love them. They could be the worst player in the world, but it's like, ah, oh, Joe Hart, you've got this kind of connection. We've got this, like, we're both from Shropshire. We're the same person. Everywhere he goes in his career, I'm like, Torino, I could move there, Joe. I'll go with you. <laughs> no problem. Be there in five. That's, that's where I'm at with Joe Hart. And because he's from Shropshire, I feel... You know what? I'm involved. I'm involved. And also, don't tell me you wouldn't like to go to the pub. With, uh, you know, if, if Joe said, come on, let's go. Let's have a few bevies. You'd be like, oh, he's got some stories. He's got some stories. Yeah, he probably would. But I, I feel like he might be quite an aggressive drunk after seeing that one clip of him, like screaming at the crowd to get the ball back. <laughs> there is that. There is that. But always, <laughs> you know, Shrewsbury can be a rough place. Yeah. So, you know, I, I say, yeah, I don't know. I've never been. It's honestly, the, it's the least rough place you could ever imagine. But yeah, Joe, Joe cool. Hart in goal. Uh, great seasons. He had some very good seasons that we do forget about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. He was a talented goalkeeper for sure. Especially in the, in the days at City. Obviously, he came up. He sort of joined the City Revolution before it was the City Revolution. He was just, well, I want to say your average Joe, but that's <laughs> maybe a better <laughs> phrase to use somewhere there. But obviously, he came through. He went to City in 2006 and spent a few years on loan before staking his claim for number one in at City and then won Premier League titles, won FA Cups, won a lot with, with City. So fair play. He was a good keeper in his time. And then and, he and started when... doing heads and shoulders commercials and now he's terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, he must have a good head of hair for that. <laughs> he has a terrible head of hair as well. I don't know if you ever noticed. <laughs> Awful. I don't know how but, he got those gigs. It's not a great um, advertisement of head and shoulders because he had more hair when he started those, those adverts and then yeah, he used in... it. So... Is it suggesting that maybe head and shoulders makes you lose your hair? <laughs> Should have got the Alpacin. Is it Alpacin that yeah, makes that's it? Lose it. Yeah, the caffeine one. In football, one. who do you choose to like promote head and shoulders though? Who's, who would you choose for head and shoulders? Um, Rene Aguita. <laughs> oh, but, hey, he's you, never you washed his that. hair. 
my mum was at that game. You said oh, no. What in Wembley? At Wembley, yeah, <laughs> when uh, when he did the scorpion kick. But let's, let, the there is the the uh, the sad fact of that scorpion kick that uh, you didn't mention is that the whistle had already gone. Um, I didn't know kick. that. Yeah, so my mum told me that. I I didn't even know that. She was like, yeah, it was oh. a, so booted it. But I you mean, can cut that from this podcast. Don't let anyone know that. No, no, no. That's <laughs> interesting. I, I don't think it makes it that much less impressive, though. It's still. <laughs> I suppose it takes away the the ballsiness of it if yeah, you already knew it didn't matter. I once scored a goal on Sunday league level where I did the scorpion kick. Not as not as perfectly beautiful as that one, <laughs> but I did it. And I, I remember um, scoring it, it just rolled into the net. And the referee turned around to me and he goes, you're lucky I gave that because I was going to give it for like high foot. I was like, <laughs> how bloody dare you? But <laughs> 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 well, one thing I've ever done, which was semi-decent. <laughs> Referees out there trying to crush your dreams. Classic referee behavior. Yeah. Right. So from living vicariously through Joe Hart, yep. where are you going in, in the next player? So we've got right back, left back, centre back, your choice. I'm going to go left first, if that's all right. right. That's, that's fine. It's your team. Go for it. Um, yeah. So I'm going left first. And so left back, I found really tough. I don't know why. I found it really hard to figure out a left back that I had some kind of connection or story with. So I'm going um, with Roberto Carlos. Third appearance for Roberto. Yeah, people love him. People love him. And I'll tell you why they love him. Because of many things. But one that I think is the most important, the ISS 98. Do you remember International Superstar Soccer? You might be too young. You might have only known it from Pro Evo days, right? Yeah, I was going to um, say that's, that's before our time. It's just, okay, it's just before he had his own free kick. You know how, like, nowadays on FIFA, everyone has, the same thing. has you know, they're, like, they can have a special thing. His long run-up, where he does his little twiddly feet and then gets into the full motion. I don't know if you've seen Roberto Carlos that much, but he always takes like a 20 yard run up for a free yeah. kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen half. He was put into that game. And I was like, well, what a player. But no, that's not the story of reason why. I remember when I was young, uh, again, playing stupid young level. Um, my Sunday league team, we went, we went up. So we had two leagues. It was mental. Uh, we all went crazy, got on the booze at eight years old. And um, <laughs> But uh, I remember going to the to the ceremony. Like we had to go to like a, a Shropshire football ceremony thing where you collect your your trophy. And the the guy was comparing. There was Keith Curl. I don't know if you know Keith Curl. Yeah. He's now manager. Yeah. Times Palace Carlisle. Yeah, exactly. So um, he was there, and then it was another like compare. He was talking to us, and not expecting them. They came to me and they said, "Who's your favourite player?" And I literally, my head was like. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. No one's going to know my favourite player. If I mention him, no one's going to know his name, ridiculously. Um, so I just went, Roberto Carlos. <laughs> and, um, then I felt like, oh, well, I have to love Roberto Carlos from now on. And as you mentioned in that, that recent, recent podcast that you had about that amazing free kick that he scored, I think it was against France, wasn't it? Bartes mm. was the goal. And um, that was at the, uh, the last big, big tournament that England won. Uh, why that gets forgotten, Le Tournoir, the genius Le Tournoir. Uh, again, might be before your, your ages, guys, but you know. It also, was a big... we don't really care about England winning major trophies, so. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'll no, take back, my... George, come on. I'm, I'm a quarter Welsh, so whenever it's like, you know, if, if you guys do any good, I'm like, I use that side. Yeah. You told, you told me that. I, I saw Dale uh, the day after, and we're going to mention it again, the Belgium-Wales game. <laughs> there you go, me and Dale were at a party together the day after, and I just 
I think throughout the whole night of that party, all I did was get drunk and talk to everyone about this game. No one cared apart from Dale. <laughs> and Dale, I think for that week or so, was Welsh. I was. I was, my dad was proud of me for a bit. He was like, oh. So yeah, I've gone with, uh, I've gone with Roberto Carlos for that left side. He's definitely the best player on my team, so it's going downhill from now. Oh, all right. Okay, here we go. Well, that's I a great that. play to start with, so that's um, players beneath him that are still good. Truce, Truce. And uh, we're not bringing him one up right now, but this one's all right. This is decent. Another, this is an England international, another England international, but only recently. And uh, my first centre-back is going to be Connor Cody. Nice. Second Ooh. appearance for Connor Cody. I was going to say. I love Connor Cody anyway. I think anybody who, who listens to him do an interview loves Connor Cody. <laughs> He's absolutely fantastic. But there was a time, which feels like way back when now, I think it was like 20, 2012, 2013, something like that. Um, I was big into watching LFC TV because it was on TV for free. So you could watch their under-23s and their under-18s. And yeah. I love watching every football I possibly can. So the opportunity to watch youth football was amazing. So, you know, he was in a great team with like Sterling was there, a lad up front called Adam Morgan who never became anything, but no. really good um, Liverpool youngsters. And um, they went to play Wolves. And now Wolves play their under-23 home fixtures in Telford, which is where I, I was born. So. And um, so I was like, oh, great. We're going to go and watch. Liverpool under 23s versus Wolves under 23s. Brilliant. It was pretty dull. Not going to lie to you. It wasn't <laughs> um, not, not great. But um, what did happen, the final whistle, we were with someone and she really wanted to get a picture and like uh, a signature with um, Sir John Flanagan. And uh, so she really wanted that. So we were like, okay, you know, waiting there in Telford's ground. It's not a big place. Not a big place. And um, <laughs> Connor Cody walks by and he goes, you're right, mate. How are you doing? And I was like, yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. You? He's like, yeah, not bad, not bad. I was going to do a Scouse accent then, but I didn't feel like it. <laughs> and, um, he, he was like, my mum went, how do you know him? I went, I don't know who he thinks I am. <laughs> now on, I'm Connor Cody's best mate. <laughs> Throughout his career, I'm like, oh, you know, I might, I might ask Connor for a, for a match ticket. I reckon. <laughs> I just walked past him like, oh, you, oh yeah, best mates. So that's a, that's a nice case of mistaken identity. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's 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 much better that way around than when someone says hi to you and you have absolutely no clue who they are. Oh, yeah. At least this way around, he said hi to you and you knew that he had absolutely no idea who you were. Or well, he maybe, he, maybe he's a, a huge fan of my uni work. That can only yeah. be <laughs> the, the answer to it. Now, it's a bit of a controversial pick this one. Yeah. Contro? Yeah. What's the, well, what's he the, he played for the other Sheffield. side of Sheffield, didn't yeah, he? Yes, he played yeah, Sheffield United. Oh, there's, there's no controversy. You see how they've played this season. I think we're <laughs> they're the only team making us look good. Hey, at least <laughs> both Sheffield teams in solidarity are doing shit and we'll get relegated. There you go. Good job, Sheffield. We're doing it together. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, he did play Sheffield, but, you know, I don't have too much. Because I'm not from Sheffield, um, my animosity towards Sheffield United probably isn't isn't I've, I've never had to live up with you know, grow up sorry with people going oh you're a Wednesday fan you know we're United fans or whatever it's been more um my major issue in life is I hate Man United so um uh, that, that's I mean good people do don't they um, it's the team everyone loves to hate in it <laughs> until now though now it's got to the worst point where Man United play and you just go don't even mind them winning now because they're that that poor I know you're top of the league as we speak 
but that is purely oh, sorry, for, can you repeat that as well? <laughs> uh, well you're talking about as we speak, is what I said. Um, as we speak. This goes um, one of two ways now, because this is recorded a few weeks before it's going to come out. So United will either be quite far ahead at the top of the league, or will have dropped down. We're not going to win it, like, by any stretch of the imagination. It's just nice to see us up there, nice to see us actually winning games. I City are winning it. disagree with the nice to see you winning games bit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah. For, for me, obviously not for you two, it's nice to see us winning games. But I think I think it's City's to lose this year. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you who else hates United. Connor Cody. Big yes, Connor Cody. United. What a brilliant segue back into Professional. <laughs> yeah, this is my first rodeo. Right then, next centre-back, where are we going? <laughs> so the next centre-back, um, the next centre-back, I don't know if you guys will know him. Uh, his name is Dejan Stevanovic. Uh, is a centre-back who played for Yugoslavia um, before became Serbia. I think he may have played a few games as Serbia as well. He also, as you will Google now, played for Norwich, Portsmouth, uh, Red Star Belgrade, I think are those are teams. There may be, and I think there's one in Holland, but I can't remember who they were. He went to them after us. Anyway, uh, he, he, came, he came to Wednesday uh, with a, a striker called Darko Kovacevic. Um, these two, like, Yugoslavian players coming over, and I was like, oh, these are you know, these are going to be interesting because, yeah. you know, in those days, guys. you know, you think, oh, what, what are these foreign players going to be? This is the 90s. We're living the dream. And um, I had the very fortunate thing of, of being Sheffield Wednesday um, mascot. Nice. So I was Sheffield Wednesday mascot when I was the mascot. Came out. It's not like nowadays. I feel, I feel sorry for kids because they pay now, which is ridiculous to be a mascot and they walk out just holding people's hands and I'm like that's that's not that's not how it should be when I was a mascot I got to go into the training bit and just kick around with the players before the game which was amazing like you know when they go out just to train now their training's really structured but then it was like they just kicked a ball about and went back in like well done (laughs) but I was out there with the ball which I tell you what as an eight-year-old was the hardest thing I've ever kicked in my life (laughs) it was stone and um I was just kicking it about. And then Dejan Stavanovic came over and he was like, do you want to play with me? And I was like, well, that's just, first of all, what a man. Like, he, he's a professional footballer. He doesn't need to kick it around with an eight-year-old child who's just kicking a ball around the pitch. So um, he started kicking it about me on the pitch and it was great. And then he got the sub-goalkeeper to, to play as well. So it was me, Dejan Stavanovic, and a goalkeeper called Matt Clark at the time. I'm kicking away, kicking away, kicking away, thinking, oh, this is the best thing ever. It's filling up. Everything was amazing. Family are screaming from the side, like, get off. Like, you need to get off the pitch because <laughs> you need to get ready to come out with the actual team, the actual thing. Like, we waited so long, but it was, it was so good. Uh, it was against Middlesbrough as well, back in the days of Ravinelli, Janino, Emerson. Nice. Wow. They're amazing team. And, um, yeah, another amazing thing about that is, this was also a massive dream, was... I don't know if you, you guys got this, because you don't need to now. You're a Premier League team, so you can just watch Premier League years, basically. But back in the day, on VHS, you used to get the season review. of. Yeah. of like, I used to get Sheffield Wednesday season review every single year. All this face got on it, boys. I, I, should, put it, <laughs> I should put it on my spotlight, because I <laughs> run out like for half a second, and it's like, that's me. That's me, professional footballer, <laughs> half a second. Um, oh, but- I love that. The reason that Dejan Stavanovic is actually in, uh, in, in my team is because when we were leaving, um, we, I took ages to leave. I'm one of those people, I don't know about you guys, when you go to football, first in, last out. That's yeah, yeah, be. there when the doors open. I'm there when everyone else is gone. 
And um, as I was leaving, me and my mum were walking down the street, just around the ground, and uh, a car drives past. And it slows down, beeps its horn, and waves out the window. And it's none other than Dejan Stavanovic, who noticed me because I was still in my kit from... Uh, what a from guy. The- so, what a man. What a man. So, he's got to get into yeah. my team. What Love a lovely that. story that is as well. Very nice. Love that. Just, go, just going back as well to, because this is, this is a hill I'll always die on, going back to first in, last out, when you when you go see a football match. I cannot stand, even if you're 5-0 down, anyone leaving a stadium before the game's done. I cannot stand it. And like my, my dad will, uh, will back me up on this, because I'm always, every time I see someone uh, walking out of walking out of the ground or anything like that before the game's done, I... Oh, it mate, rates mate, on me. It. it really does. I don't see why people do it. I do, like, if I did it every time that Wednesday were losing, I don't think I'd see half the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I don't get it. I've, I've been to many, many games where we've been absolutely thumped and just thought, you know, they're still doing, they're running around and trying, mm. you know. And you, you support your team through thick and thin, through good times and bad times. So it's like, even if they are losing by whatever, but you see people leaving when they're winning as well, and it's sort of like, do you not want Beat to? Oh, yeah, I think as well now. Now that I'm a bit older and I'm uh, fiscally responsible, I get very upset by the fact that so- you've paid for that ticket. Get your money straight, <laughs> come on, lads. It's not cheap. Come on, that's five thought, quid you just lost there. That's five quid. I thought you were going to go the other way with that and be like, uh, now that I'm responsible, you know, I realise I have to get home for dinner and I have oh to- no. no. <laughs> No, no, no. I'll be stuck in traffic coming out of, out of Liverpool for hours just to stay behind and watch them. It's part of it, isn't on it? The pitch. It's part of it, having that traffic coming out of the grounds and stuff like that. And oh, Yeah. Well, that's a lovely little story. Mm. And uh, it didn't always work out for Dejan Stefanovic at Sheffield Wednesday. He actually got released on a free transfer. And then because they didn't play him enough, had to leave the country because he couldn't get a work permit. Yeah, work permit, no. But you know what? He, he said hello to me. So... Yeah, that's nice, yeah. Does it, I'll get a work permit from him in my team. There you go. <laughs> That's what happened. No work permit required, eh? Right, right back. Okay, so the right back uh, is a guy called Frankie Simak. Frankie Simak. Um, as you Google Frankie Simak, it was an Arsenal youngster uh, and he came to us, basically. And But there's a story for, for Frankie, the American. Um, he, uh, My cousin also... So Sheffield Wednesday for, for their... Um, mascots you you just have to be a member of the so if you're a member of Sheffield Wednesday's like young owls or whatever um mm. you would have the opportunity to be a mascot it would be randomly picked um, my cousin was picked as well a few years later a, a small ground you might have heard of it was I think it's called the race course ground hey. um, <laughs> um it was uh, <laughs> whereas I got Middlesbrough uh, at Hillsborough he got uh, he got Wrexham away so it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't quite the same. I mean, uh, it absolutely is the same. It's a fantastic ground. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear, it was one of the worst grounds I've ever... Because I got to go around the back <laughs> as well with him. And because um, my uncle doesn't know anything about football. And uh, my cousin at the time, really, he was not a football. He didn't know much about football. They asked him, they were like, who, who do you want your picture taken with? You know, you get your picture taken with a player. Who do you want your picture taken with? And my cousin was like, Frankie Simek, he'd left like years <laughs> like he left years before. And then he was like, oh, okay. Um, how, how about Carboni? And he was like, no, 
not here either. <laughs> like five players. Um, but then since then, like as my cousin slightly got more into football, it was just a common thing that he'd be like, oh, Frankie Simek, what a player. Is he playing? <laughs> Is Frankie Simek playing? And he says it like every single time. Um, so I thought, you know, we'll, br- we'll bring Frankie back at this moment. <laughs> hey, Frankie Simek, the second player in your team that's won an international trophy. Player. 2007, he is actually part of the USA side that won the CONCACAF Gold Cup. I mean, weren't we all though? Weren't we oh, all? That's true, yeah. I think I was in that team. I'm not sure about you guys, but <laughs> anyone could be. <laughs> he made a lot of appearances, to be fair, in England, which isn't, considering, I'll be honest, I've never heard of Frankie Simic, but he's obviously made a lot of appearances in the lower leagues of English football, so yeah, he must have a bit of something about him. Yeah. Inju- injuries stopped him, to be fair. He, he was a decent player. He's one of the... I'll get to it in a minute about my passion for something else. Uh, but he was one in um, on games and stuff that you could be completely... You, you'd buy him, you know what I mean? You'd buy him, know he's going to develop into a good player. Yeah, until in yeah, real yeah. life, he comes to Wednesday and develops into a bang average player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he only played for English teams as well. Obviously, apart from the US national side. Yeah. Which is, which is quite comfortable. He got injured. He had to retire quite young. I think he probably retired at about 30. I wouldn't have thought he was much older than that. Yeah, he's only 36 now, so it must have been. Uh, yeah, and he retired seven years ago. So, Oh, it's a shame. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than a career cut short by injury. Frankie Simic. Even if he isn't the best player you've ever seen. He had a great throw in, though. He had a great throw. Keeping, oh. keeping that. Keeping that. <laughs> not a delap. Not a delap, but not far off. <laughs> In my head, all I've got is those people who do, you know, a front flip before they throw. Oh, yeah. No, right. that, that is a very American thing, that. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a heavy lad for that, to be fair. <laughs> a bit of a heavy one. So we got your defence. It went downhill across the line, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Steadily. <laughs> like, it just it started with Roberto Carlos <laughs> and then just went down a little bit. Uh, do we go back up with the midfield or no. where do you want to start? Well, we, we have a little... We go. We keep going down, and then we'll have a little peak in the middle. Okay. And then we'll go down again. It's it's wonderful. Uh, we'll go to the left. Should we go to the left? Left. Cool. Let's go. Um, because the story is very similar. Uh, so my left midfielder is a guy called Reggie Blinker. Reggie Blinker. Are you sure you're not making these players up, boys? I'm not. I'm not. You'll Google him. Uh, Sounds career. like. Do you remember when Pro Evo couldn't get the name in rights to some players? <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Blink was a player, lads. He was a player. He played, I think, for Feyenoord, then came to us, uh, and then went to Celtic as part of a swap deal. And then, I don't know what happened to him after that, to be fair. Probably went somewhere else. Back to Holland. Was it back to Holland, was it? Yeah. But uh, Reggie Blinker, I loved him, right? The first away game that I can ever remember going to was Sheffield Wednesday versus Aston Villa. Now, you, if, you, if you're if you on his wiki or anything, it'll probably tell you about that game because he scored two goals uh, in that game. <laughs> and it, it was just one of those where it's like the best thing ever because your first away match is pretty special. I'm pretty sure we can all agree. Like the first time you go and see your team away from home, the fans and away ground are fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing. And then he scored two goals, which were, and one of them was a stunner, boys. Find it on YouTube. Absolute. It, I mean, it's a little bit grainy, it's old, but it was, <laughs> it was a stunner. And uh, I loved him, absolutely loved him. And then, as I say, I was, um, I was mascot for Wednesday. And they said, who do you want your picture taken with? Now, at this time, it's Sheffield. Frankie Simek. Yeah, Frankie Simek. <laughs> <laughs> you, want the, you want the 13-year-old lad at the Arsenal Academy? That's who you want. 
no, no, no. Um, my mum was like, Des Walker, choose Des Walker, like England international, amazing player. Um, you know, David Hurst was still there. We had Benito Carboni. We had loads of, absolutely loads of quality, loads of Kevin Pressman quality. And I said, Reggie Blinker. And my mum was like, why? And I was like, he is the coolest man <laughs> in the world, right? He has massive dreadlocks. He just is, scored two amazing goals against Villa. And the thing was, I also bought um, a Reggie Blinker wig. So in, in the- Of course uh, you did. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, it's the, it's the first thing you think of, isn't it? When, <laughs> when you go to the Owls Megastore, uh, they sold Reggie Blinker wigs, which were like um, massive dreadlocked wigs that go, <laughs> that go down here with little braids on the end of the wig. I'll tell you, boys, still got it. Still got it. Still comes out now and hey, again. You're wearing it now. What's going on? <laughs> I used to love it. I used to put it on in the back garden. You know, when you used to play in your own back garden, you're like, yeah, I yeah. am the player. I used to put the, put the wig on. It's heavily questionable whether or not you'd be allowed to do that nowadays. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe a bit of cultural appropriation involved yeah. there. You know what I mean? But um, loved it. And also, um, it, it got me to really want to be like him. So I remember we went to um, Jamaica that summer as well. And uh, I was in Jamaica and I loved Jamaica. I felt like it was like a spiritual home, um, which we'll get to later. Not Jamaica, but spiritual home. I actually wanted to get my hair braided. So I wanted to get like dreadlocks. So I went to this lady and she put like three Reggie Blinker like braids in my hair with uh, little beads on the end of it. Oh, I felt I was so cool. I wasn't. Just so I, uh, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't specify that, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> Hey, Reggie Blinker, a bit of a bit of a naughty boy, got banned okay. by FIFA after signing for Sheffield Wednesday because he nice told Yeah, he told he didn't tell Feyenoord and signed for Udinese and then decided to tell him when he's about to leave. And they're like, ah, sorry, lad, can't do that. So they went to Wednesday instead. Take it and happy with it. And then was part of the exchange deal to get Paolo Di Canio. What a Dreams can come true. Yeah, multifaceted player, this guy. Fair play to him. I'll tell you what oh, as well. This is a man who could sell head and shoulders. He could, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. There you go. Dutch international for anyone who's, who's not yeah. known. Three, three caps, I think. So, yeah. Let's just say his full name. Give him his full title here. Mm-hmm. Reginald Waldy Blinker. Oh, yes. What oh, yes. Come on. What a name. <laughs> who doesn't want that name? I, who- I want that name now. I'm going to legally change it. I want it all on my shirt. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, <laughs> but, like the whole thing. <laughs> like Jan Benegor of Pestilent used to have. Yeah. Just have uh, yes. said. <laughs> right then. That, well, from bad boy Reggie Blinker, where are we going? Okay, so now we're going to a player who I, I've picked because this is this is probably the one I've picked for saying he's my, my favourite player to watch. Like the, the whole kind of semi-concept of this podcast is also to pick players that you think are just beautiful to watch. Yeah, as yeah. And um, this one I've picked for that reason, and it's Adam Lalana. Oh, wow! All right, nice. So I I love Adam Lalana. I think he's just one of the most underrated footballers that we've possibly had in our country. I think he's. You can. I. There is a link. I mean, you should show it to people. Which is like why Liverpool signed Adam Lalana, and oh, it's yeah. a YouTube video. It's like seven minutes of Adam Lalana just doing skills on on the pitch, his movement. He's one of those players who you can genuinely have an argument about what foot he is. Yeah, like you yeah, don't absolutely. know what foot it is. 
So if he's going to go to his left-hand side, you think, oh, do I block the shot or is he going to come back? You have no clue with Adam Lallana. He plays, well, he, he, he comes from Spanish descent. And I think you can see that kind of in the way that he plays. He's got beautiful touch, beautiful movement. Could fit in, and this is controversial. I think it could fit into any of the Spanish teams, the bigger teams, could, could have fit into any of them. And also, another reason to love him, he loves a bit of shithousery. He yeah. does. He oh. does. And a little, little fact about Lallana, he loves a bit of a niggle here and there. He loves it. He loves it. Obviously, I've spent a long time watching Adam Lallana play football, being that he was at Liverpool for a very long time. Didn't play many games because, sadly, Adam Lallana, very, very injury prone. Hmm. And I will say this about him. I I love him. I think he's a great player. I've never seen somebody do so many pointless flicks in the centre circle as Adam Lallana. (laughs) I think he's a great player. And not many people do it better than him. But the amount of times it'd be played out from the back. Right, right, Adam. Just put your foot on the ball. Oh, no, you've crouched in. Oh, no, roulette. Stop, Adam, stop. Adam, <laughs> stop it now. Right, you're off. Get off. Before, when, uh, when he played for Southampton, before he went to Liverpool, I absolutely loved him. I loved watching him. I, In fact, I loved watching that Southampton side. Don't know what, I can't remember who else was there, but there was... Uh, Ricky Lambert. <laughs> yeah. The Ox. Yeah. But it's Schneider. like, I, I used to love watching that side. And it's, it's a shame for him, because he went to Liverpool and he was going to he was going to be a big player for Liverpool. And then Liverpool got bigger players and he could, he didn't get a look in, as well as on top of all the injuries and things like that. So it's sort of like, it is a shame. And you were saying you think he'd walk into most of the Spanish teams. I think he'd walk into most of the English teams, personally. I think he walk into most of them. Klopp yeah. loved him. Klopp yeah. absolutely loved him and he wanted him to be better. He just couldn't physically do it. No. And we're seeing that again here at Brighton playing this season, the amount of injuries he's had. But uh, I think- I've also heard a load, a load of... Uh, players that he's played with say that he is absolutely the hardest worker on the training pitch. Yeah, like, absolutely. Well, you said he'd walk into most teams. Uh, unfortunately, he'd probably hobble into most teams. Yeah, he'd probably on be pushed in on a wheelchair. There we go. All right, lads, how we doing? No, but he is one of those sort of players where had his physical attributes matched his actual skill level, he could have been up there with the best, but just didn't work out that way for him. He's always quite a skinny guy as well, not much sort of strength in the midfield, but... He has scored some cracking goals. He was actually voted by England fans and players the uh, England Player of the Year in 2016. Deservedly. Yeah. I mean, they got knocked out in the Euros that year pretty early, if I seem to remember correctly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, he um, obviously a terrific player. And again, anyone selects a Liverpool player can come back to the podcast in my book. So good good job there, Dale. Nice one. Just yeah. a little fact, and this is this is one that... Because um, he plays for Brighton now, doesn't he? If I'm yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Brighton are the only team in the Premier League at the moment who have never spent one single day at the top of the first division. <laughs> and that, that is why you're hosting this podcast. <laughs> you, George, that. I mean, that's down to my dad, that one. That's down to Glenn, but... Uh... Don't give it away. Don't yeah, give don't, it away. Don't do that. Come on, take the credit. <laughs> I'll edit that bit out so you can take the credit. Okay, Love it. okay. And that is why I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. It's, really so. it's um, when I was I was I did uh, I travelled around um, South America for a bit, and um, one of the lads called me Adam Lallana. It was like the moment of my dreams. He was like, "You look a bit like Adam Lallana." I was like, "I'll take it. I will take that, <laughs> and I will I will marry that and run Never. with it." Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hang on. Maybe that's why Connor Cody recognised you. He thought I was Adam. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Must there have been. You go. Figured it out. Mystery solved. There you go. <laughs> I uh, absolutely agree with Adam Lallana. Fantastic player. Are we are we going with someone with 
uh, with equal skill, or are we? Yeah, you don't need to worry about this one. You might like this okay. one. I think we all okay. like this one. Um, so my mom won't like this one, probably. So I'm going to have to go for this guy later in his career, and that's why he's playing central uh, in the midfield. Um, and it's David Beckham. Hello. Yes. All right. First time. Surprisingly, this far into it. That's How? Time. Yeah. How is that? Right. That, that, and this the insight into mine, whenever I do my team, that has been the first name on my team sheet every single time I do it. And I don't know how no one's picked him. Terrible choices. Too many Liverpool fans. <laughs> Probably had two. We've had, had United fans as well. We've had United fans as yeah, well. A lot. Ridiculous. Um, no, I think, so the reason uh, the reason for Beckham, and it has to be in later career. So when I was young, I, I wasn't allowed to wear anything that was Manchester United based. Right. So literally, uh, I remember going to the park once and you know, when you're young, you just put the goalkeeper shirt on, you pass it to whoever, whoever's next, you yeah. know, if you go in goal. And I, I came, I was the last one in goal and came back in a man new shirt and my mum lost it. She was like, why are you in that? Take that off. Um, I remember it real well. But I wasn't allowed anything. Like they were sponsored by Umbro um, back in the day. So I wasn't allowed Umbro boots. And like they, they were sponsored by Sharp. You would not see a Sharp TV. Uh, wasn't allowed <laughs> oh to go on. God, that I is a got, different kind of hatred. I've though. got mad respect for your mum. That is class. <laughs> She's proper, proper good with it. So, you know, that's why it has to be David Beckham um, <laughs> when he left. Manchester United and a story about when he left Man United as I've said most players have to have at least a little bit of a story and uh, my dad was he's working in the police and he was out in Spain and uh, while he was out in Spain they were staying in this hotel and uh, him and a couple of guys were just waiting for another one to get ready out of the room and in the corridor these two little lads are just kicking a ball about so he's, you know, my dad hates football by the way absolutely hates football doesn't get it doesn't so these kids so he's just kicking a ball with them like you know as you do as he waits for his mate to come out um and then who walks out it's the beckhams so it's victoria and david come out of their hotel room because the kids that he's kicking a ball with are actually brooklyn and romeo oh oh my word (laughs) (laughs) but didn't know so my dad uh, got an autograph and all that and then he came back home with a real madrid beckham 23 shirt Wow. God, thank God it was Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you made that move. Get out of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he had to go into the team for that. But not just that. I have got to admit, I've had a few tragic hair mistakes, maybe, possibly, in my past. <laughs> and I would honestly say that 90% of them are his fault. Definitely. He looked good with anything, didn't he? Oh. I don't know. I, don't, I think the braids are a bit of a, a haircut too far for me. I yeah, yeah, you possibly. I've properly had the cornrows in my oh, hair. Geez. Yeah, Jen, Jen boys. I went all, I went all out. <laughs> George, don't. <laughs> yeah. don't be proud of it. Yeah, I had long hair, and then I put an Alice band in, classic Bex. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, you know what? It's quite long. I wonder if I can get away with cornrows. So I did. Did uh, did the, I did the mohawk for a day? Not not the full, not the full shaved head, but you know. Yeah, I think I everyone did, did that at some point. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I think if if you if you want a team and you've got to come up with a team here, I want to sell shirts, I want to sell merchandise, and I also lifelong ambition is to somehow lick David Beckham's face. If he's in my <laughs> team, all of those things are possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, got to be well, in as, there. As a club owner, you can make it a prerequisite where before they go on the pitch, you must lick every player's face. Not everyone. I don't. Not <laughs> a big fan of him. Frankie Simek. Not needed. <laughs> Be like, Simek, sit down. What are you doing, mate? 
You're like eating beer. Get out. <laughs> You're only here because my cousin knows nothing. <laughs> uh, but David Beckham, obviously, obviously iconic figure now in many areas other than just the football pitch. But so focusing solely on his footballing career, unbelievable career. And what a list of teams that he's played for. Probably the best list of teams. Yeah. Like the United, one player is Madrid. LA Galaxy, AC Milan, PSG, and then, of course, most important one, Preston North End. Oh, that, that loan <laughs> spell that made him. Oh, yes. But, you know, the thing about him as well is he, every club he's gone to, the fans have loved him. So he's always been a, been a fan favourite wherever he's been. He's always been liked by the other players, which I also yeah. think is another big factor. So it's so, not about him, doesn't it? And he can deal with Gary Neville on a long-term basis, which I think shows that he has... He's just a very nice guy, because I couldn't be doing that. That midfield, looking good. Oh, you wait for the next one. I was going to say, I can see by your face that you're saving something here, so let's go on. So, my uh, my right winger is a lad called Owen Dale. Okay. Now, you're thinking... Get your own name in there somewhere. Could I even Google this one, is what you're thinking. Um, But I don't know about you guys at home. Um, are you guys there actually, Drew or George? But I'm a, I'm a huge, huge player of football manager. Uh, I knew it was right. going to be a player from this. I am a huge football manager fan, and um, I do my own uh, like YouTube football manager um, and sort of you know whatever. And I did one for crew. So my very first one was in the first lockdown that we had. Uh, me and so my crew of them, right? Me and my crew, exactly. And um, Actually, I'm wearing a Barrow shirt right now. I don't know if anyone can see Yeah, this. nice. Surely bought from somebody. I'm doing a Barrow one at the moment. Somebody bought it for me and said, look, wear a Barrow love shirt. That. What a lovely human beings there are in this world. But yeah. the first one was me and my crew. And uh, the same person bought me a Dale uh, crew shirt to wear throughout that one. So I was like, brilliant, amazing. Um, but you, I don't know if you, do you guys play it? Do you play football manager at all? Uh, I haven't yeah, played I, for a few years, but yeah. I, I was going to say, I haven't for a couple of years, but I used to love it. I would suggest that I would have got a much better university degree had I not discovered football manager. I just think I'd have a better life. But <laughs> at, the same t- at the same time, I have, I have, I've made some pretty big signings in my time. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, if I put them on my CV, I'd do well. But this boy, Owen Dale, it's one of those. That you know, you shouldn't start to, you know, kind of fall in love with a player um, that you have absolutely. I've never seen him play live. Uh, I've got very little knowledge. If he pops up though, scoring now, oh, the love I feel, that happiness <laughs> I feel when I'm watching Gillette Soccer Saturday and Owen Dale scored. I'm like, yes, son. Come on, son. I made you. I... <laughs> you left it without me. <laughs> exactly. You were, you were nothing. These guys wouldn't know who you are, Owen Dale. You know, and I, I've been very lucky, like um, with my job and stuff too. I, I interview country music people who are big, famous, won loads of awards. But he liked one of my things on Instagram, Owen Dell. And I was like, it meant so much to me. I was like, this is the biggest moment <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I was like, he messaged me and put like the, the thumbs up emojis. Yes. And I was like, you know what, Owen Dell, you are a god to me. So he has to be in my team because he's brought me so much happiness, so much love. And um, you know what? He's there to bring legs to the team as well because there's a, there's a few slower players. He, he can yeah. run a bit. Hey, he is he is currently the current reigning player of the month for League One. Oh, he wouldn't be. Of course he is. Four goals and four games in December. He is, so he was voted League One player of the month. 
me, huh? my training regime. There you go. <laughs> I was I was hoping we were going to have someone from one of your football managing careers. So. <laughs> Everyone's everyone who's played that game has got one of those players where you see their name pop up and we're like, oh, there's my boy. So <sighs> my personal one, a better known player than the one you said here. My one is Kalecce Hinacho. Oh, yeah. Striker. I had a uh, save. I think he would have been 17 at the time that I was playing the game. And I had a save with Burnley. And uh, I got him on loan. And he scored 46 times in the championship and scored the playoff final to get me promoted. And ever since, even though he's terrible, <laughs> I love Kalecce Hinacho. You love it. You bring him on. Literally. Bring him on. If I get him a goal, I know he can score. I've seen him do it 46 times. <laughs> the thing I like about Ionacho is that the back of his shirt has dots where they shouldn't be. Yeah. Because it's all in um, whatever language, I guess, Ionacho is. Um, he's got like dots below the eye, isn't it? On each of the eyes mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, to be fair to you, you may be rubbish, but at least you've got a cool name. Yeah. So. Uh, that's a fair shout but it does it brings true love it makes you enjoy other teams a little bit more if you yeah you know, absolutely yeah you get affiliations with teams that you don't you wouldn't necessarily had if you hadn't played that game but yeah a great game and a great well seemingly a very good player this one because he just he will be watch him month. wait for him it'll be a huge name in league one for the rest of his career <laughs> <laughs> he's found his level that's fine <laughs> Right, let's go into the forward line then. I'm excited about this. You, you bigged it up before. I'm ready. Yeah, these two decent players. These are two decent players. One of them is is probably the most exciting and fun player that I've seen play for Wednesday, to be honest with you. We've, we've had some, you know, absolute stunners, which I'm sure you guys were expecting, like Gerald Siban, um, which you guys have not probably heard of. But <laughs> no. um, we, we've had some terrible players. Uh, but the most important one uh, for me being a youngster is Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Um, we got him, as you've said already. Uh, your research is perfection. There you uh, go. I'm on the part exchange deal for Reggie Blinker. So we lost one one star, uh, but we, we brought in probably this star. Sorry, um, you missed out the uh, inverted commas on star there. How, how dare you? Three caps for Holland. <laughs> Three caps for Holland. Stop it. I have his wig. Um, I was going to say, do we put Reggie Blinker and Paolo Di Canio in the same bracket? Yes. If anything, oh. Reggie's a little bit higher. So <laughs> Reggie had more hair, therefore superior. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But right. Decanio, my granddad's an Arsenal fan. That's so this shame. is the story for Decanio. Um, my granddad's an Arsenal fan, so we we um, we've seen Arsenal quite quite a lot as well. And um, he, he's adamant, right? We always used to watch Wednesday versus Arsenal, and he's adamant. He's adamant that we went to one game. Now we only ever missed. One game, uh, one Sheffield Wednesday Arsenal game. And that was, of course, the game where Paolo Di Canio pushed over the referee. <laughs> the one we missed, and we missed the game that he pushed over the referee. But to this day, my granddad still goes, oh, do you remember when we saw that Di Canio push the referee? And you're like, yes, granddad. Yes, I do. Pretty <laughs> big deal. <laughs> We weren't there. That was the one. We there. <laughs> well, you got to be careful. We might listen to this. Um, he might do. He might do. I'm not sure how good my granddad's use of, uh, of social media is. But, <laughs> but yeah, so he was the most exciting player to watch live. Like, um, he, obviously, people know him for his time more so at West Ham hmm. um, than his time at Sheffield Wednesday, which is is wrong because he scored absolute standards for Wednesday. He's the first player that I've ever seen who 
So I went, um, like I said, I've seen Liverpool a lot of times and um, Suarez is the closest to what Tacano used to do. So yeah. what Suarez liked to do is take, the chance is easy. He just needs to put it away. You know that, we know that, Luis Suarez knows that, Tacano knows that. No, they're going to go around the keeper three times before they put the ball <laughs> in the back of the net, purely because they can. And Tacano yes. did it against Everton. He did it, I think it was Southampton. Like he just kept going around keepers and just kept going around players and, what a what a brilliant brilliant footballer to watch and really you know growing up you like to see people with a little bit of skill a little bit of quality something a little bit different yeah yeah and he had it and he had white boots and it was him up front and so this is back in the day as well now everyone has colored boots but Tacanio and Carboni were up front for us and Carboni used to wear a different colored boot every single game and sometimes he'd even wear a different color on each of his feet but (laughs) Tacanio always wore the same white lotto boots up front uh boots up front and he he just it was dreamy I loved it it brings a smile back to my face now yeah. thinking about watching those days watching those goals and also we shouldn't we shouldn't forget that he's also got sportsmanship yes he pushed over a referee but we can all remember the day when he caught the ball uh, when the Everton goalkeeper got uh, got obviously did his knee I think didn't he yeah, yeah. and he caught it um, so again nice man nice man the, the comparison with Luis Suarez is absolutely perfect in that yes he is a nice man however <laughs> absolutely mad and a massive shit house, much like Luis Suarez. That's a small <laughs> comparison. You need a, um, football. Oh, absolutely, absolutely you do. But he's a goal scorer of one of the most iconic goals in Premier League history, the bicycle yeah. kick. Not the mm. actual overhead one, like physically looks like he's on a bicycle. That was for West Ham, I know, but unbelievable. Yeah, against Wimbledon, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Now, this is... A mad fact about Mr. De Canio. Never once capped by Italy. Well, it's partly because he has very interesting views. Yeah. I would say, and very disagreeable views. It's I remember that being a thing when he managed uh, Sunderland. Yeah, he was mad then, wasn't he? Yeah, but didn't he... Oh, one of the coaches or assistant left because of his political views anyway, which mm. was uh, probably one of the first times I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, so you know we don't need to talk about that. No, 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 no. We're talking about him as a player. <laughs> we talk about him for those beautiful moments, not the yeah, terrible. Yeah. Like, like Suarez, we'll all remember Suarez for the beautiful things, not the yeah. fact that he slightly. I don't. I don't. No, no one ever mentions the fact that he bit someone ever. No, twice. Like oh. three times. Come on now, give, give him a three. Feed. Yeah, he did one at Ajax as well. Oh, one at Ajax. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was the best one as well because he full on goes in for that one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, not no no. Good at something. De Canio, I'll say this about him is one of the most passionate men I've seen on a football pitch, whether on the sideline or on the pitch itself. I think it was um, for Sunderland as the manager. And there's that, I think they scored against Newcastle. And he literally, in a suit, sprints full pelt down the touchline, knee slides in a suit. Yeah, you know, That's just so good. I love it. Imagine exactly. being, like losing yourself so much in the game of football that you think you're still on the bench to come on. But in reality, you're wearing a nice three-piece suit, nice Sunderland tie. And he's like, nah, enough of this. I'm going down the touchline. Sprint, knee slide in front of the Newcastle fans, just like middle fingers to everyone. Hey, great <laughs> choice. Uh, but yeah, second striker, you ready for it? I'm ready. Go on. You might like this one. He's one of the sexiest men I've ever seen. But I, it, I mean, if it's not Giroud, I disagree with you. I'm not on that persuasion, <laughs> but no, he's up there. Right. So uh, it's Fernando Torres. And um, I think the decline of Torres is all about me. And I'll, I shall tell you why. So yeah, I went, a bold explain. statement. No? Yeah. <laughs> I went to see uh, Liverpool versus Lyon 
in uh, in the Champions League at Anfield. And as we've we've discussed already, yeah, cracking shirt. knew, knew the story was coming. Drew uh, is wearing a Leon shirt for anyone that's just listening and not watching the videos. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so um, I went to this game, and as we've said already, I like to get to the game trez early, like too early, if anything. And uh, we were borrowing someone's season ticket for this game. So we were a little bit worried whether or not we could actually get in because it was one of those scan things and we didn't really know what we were doing. So um, we went in anyway, we got there super early and then there was this player walking around the pitch with his wife and like a, a kid in a pram. And I was looking from a distance and I was standing as close as you can get. It was very close to the, um, to the tunnel. And I'm standing at the front. I'm going, I think that's Torres. I think that's, that's, that looks like Torres. And then he was coming around, coming around, coming around. Now, I'm not one of those fanboy kind of people, right? I don't want to. I don't want to get get in people's grills. I quite like seeing people. Don't get me wrong. Don't need to touch you. Don't need an autograph. Apart from Beckham, want to lick you. But the rest of them, <laughs> like, don't need it. But then Torres came around. I was like, I'm touching him. I'm touching him, and I don't care what anyone says around me. This is my moment. This is my moment. And I stuck my hand out. And he put his hand in my hand. We had a moment. We shook, and it was one of those beautiful dreamy moments that we all have uh, anyway so i was so happy never washed my hands since and um, yeah. interestingly since that day he's never had a good football game so <laughs> what what i think has happened here <laughs> in the magical moment was that i shook torres's hand and i got his skill and he got my footballing skill oh, yeah <laughs> and i've not utilized this probably as good as I could. Uh, but he has definitely, definitely done as good as I could uh, after <laughs> that handshake. But what a good-looking fella. What a good-looking fella. Yeah. Well, see, my theory about the Torres downfall is when he was at Liverpool, he had beautiful blonde locks. And then, for the 2010 World Cup, cut his hair. Now, I'm not a religious man, but... I know there's a story in there somewhere about a bloke who was strong and then cut his hair and he's not. That is Fernando Torres. Cuts his hair. The mojo was in his hair. And then ever since yeah, he cut his hair, downhill. So there you go. I fully agree with you. I mean, there is, you know, some people who might claim it's because he pulled his hamstring really nah. badly at the top final. I don't believe that rubbish. It's that he had great hair and he shook my hand. And, uh, <laughs> and they are the two reasons Fernando Torres wasn't as good anymore. But watching Torres, like, I, as I say, I've seen Liverpool quite a lot of times and he's one of those players that I just, I loved watching. I thought he was always so interesting to watch. Yeah. He's a bit like Suarez in the fact that he, you always thought he was going to score. Mm-hmm. You always thought no matter what game you saw him in, he was going to score. He was going to be interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I had to, and also I had to put someone in my team who genuinely could score. Yeah. Uh, but it's because it's not looking strong for goal scorers in that team, <laughs> to be fair. Fernando Torres is one of those strikers that could score any kind of goal. So he's like an all-round striker. Like he scores them from outside the box. He'll score an intricate little one-two. He'll score a volley off his back heel. He can score headers. He can do everything. He could do everything. And I genuinely think as strikers go, in his peak, he was up there with the best in the world. Like he could do no wrong in my eyes at that point. Obviously, he then eventually did go on to betray us, but we'll let him off for that because it's it's done now. It didn't work out for him. So there you go. Who's the real winner, Fernando? Dreams. It's a great choice. I all you know when you say uh, like a certain kit reminds you of a player, like a lot of the time. If you see a kit and say who does this remind you of, you know that grey was it grey kit that Liverpool had, the full grey one with like uh, the red 
uh, Adidas stripes. Yeah. That one reminds me of Torres because it was one of the worst times I've ever had watching a football game at Old Trafford. It's when Vidic did get sent off, which <laughs> seemed to happen every single time against Liverpool when Torres is playing. Um, and I you know, swear, I swear he chipped whoever the, the keeper Sainer was at the time. Him. It was yeah. the Sainer who chipped the keeper. And I swear that yeah. fourth goal, that the Sainer chip, is one of the most overlooked great finishes in the Premier League that we'll ever see. Yeah. Like, obviously, Desainer was an absolutely shocking footballer. Oh, absolute <laughs> pony. He was terrible. Has to be said. But that chip was outrageous. See, in my head, in my, so in my head, I always thought that was Torres, but I think it's just because I was seeing red at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, Everything had gone. Also in that game, Steven Gerrard scored a pen, kissed the camera, and Fabio yeah. Aurelio scored a free kick. Oh, beautiful yeah. free kick as well, wasn't it? Uh, on Dasena, obviously, this is a quick tangent down memory lane for Andrea Dasena. Terrible, terrible left back. Uh, although in a week, he scored against Manchester United at Old Trafford and scored at Anfield against Real Madrid in a 4 0 win. So that week is up there with the best weeks of a shit player I've ever had. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, Brilliant. Done, well done, Andrea, you absolute shit house. <laughs> All right. Well, that team finished off quite nicely there. Yeah, I wanted to give you one serviceable attack. So. Let's bring it all crashing down. Super sub, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, it is crashing down as well. <laughs> My super sub is a player who is is not a great footballer. Um, but I just got such an emotional tie to this man and he's called <laughs> Ati Nuiu. Ah, oh, Sheffield United striker. Sheffield Wednesday striker, sorry. Pardon, pardon me. Yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> right. was. He's now at Applewell. Uh, we let him go in the summer. God knows why. But the reason... Ati Nuiu has to be on the bench is because I've never had a player at Wednesday who is so bad, right? He awful footballer, really good with his feet. He's got some great skills, to be fair. Um, but he's so bad. But you, st- you loved him. You loved him. You wanted him on that pitch because it was like watching you on that pitch. Do you know what I mean? If, if you could just be on that pitch, you would look as bad as knew you would do because you do a fancy <laughs> flick just because you know you're on TV and it would work once in a million and then everyone would go, oh, love him, love him. But most of the time, absolutely useless. And yeah. everyone called him Big Dave because no one could say Atty knew you. It was like, oh, get Big Dave off. Get Big Dave off. <laughs> so you used to hate it as well. Supposedly he hated being called Big Dave, but that was his name <laughs> to the fans was Big Dave because no one could say Atty knew you. <laughs> Kosovan international that's another reason he's a Kosovan international my dad yeah. uh, my dad used to to live out in Kosovo for a bit so wow. um, I do have a, a slight connection to Kosovo as well uh, so that's another reason he's really? tall man isn't he tall six foot six is he yeah. six foot... beautiful man beautiful but... look beautiful. one of those players where if you watched the championship roundup which I didn't do that frequently but sometimes and occasionally he'd pop up with a goal. I'm like, hey, he looks good, him. And then never hear from him again. He's worth that 20 grand a week we're paying him. Well done, man. <laughs> I also appreciate the fact as well, you've picked him as your super sub, even though you said most fans were shouting to get him off the pitch. Oh, yeah. Even when he comes on as sub, they'll be like, get him off again. Get him off again. <laughs> right, well, Big Dave is a nice way to wrap up that, that first team there. So we'll take a, a quick little break here and then we'll get into your manager stadium and kit. Right, manager. Manager, yes. 
Right. Well, as I've said, my mom's a Liverpool fan. Um, and I think the best things that you can ever do at Christmas or a birthday or anything is buy a present for yourself that you give to someone else. Yes. It's the best thing that anyone can ever do. And uh, I bought my mom the present of going to, um, it was a dinner with Jurgen Klopp. So not on the table, but like it was at Anfield. And um, he comes and does a, you have food and it's, you know, he does a big speech and talks to you. And it's like a Q&A at the end of it. And um that was what I bought her was a nice little Q and A meal. Amazing, with Jurgen Klopp. So, and I've never come out of some it. I literally had I'd eaten food. I was sitting next to a sports agent who was amazing. I was chatting to him the whole time, and um, Jurgen Klopp comes out, starts talking, and just telling tell you just menial things, and then just talking very interestingly. But by the end of it, I genuinely thought I could go and, and, and win the league myself. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, was the, it was the year that they didn't win it. So the year just previous. That, yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't win. I thought I, could, I genuinely thought I could get on that pitch and do whatever I wanted. Because he just gave me that belief that, you know, even in that situation that I could do something amazing. Um, but even with that, he's not made my management. Oh, all right. Um, even though... He is one of the, the most amazing people that I've ever heard speak and has passion and everything. He's not as good as the manager that you will all see pop up on your Twitter, on your Instagram, um, showing you top 11 at its very, very best. That manager, he has some passion. He has some belief. He turns that team, right? He turns that team from being absolute nothing. There's a guy who gets a red card. And he loses it. He kicks a bottle. That's the passion we were talking about earlier with Decanio. That is the passion you want in your manager. And he kicks that bottle. And he goes into that changing room. And he sits there because he's sent off for his, his arguments. He's fuming. And he's sitting there and he comes back out. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure the actual logistics of what happens in the advert. But he comes out anyway. And they win what would be the Champions League. And that person is this guy. It's me, the face of top 11. You sold that so well as that well. is <laughs> an incredible. So, how did that come about? How did that? Uh, how did that come to be? Just in context, Dale might have sounded like he was joking there, but he actually is the face of top eleven manager. Yeah. So, if if ever you see Instagram, Twitter adverts pop up of top eleven, it is Dale's motion captured face and body running around the pitch. Yeah, incredible. Was best, best days of my life. And so basically, I went to the uh, I went to the audition. I got given my agent said, uh, "Do you want to go to this audition?" And I looked at it. And to be honest, I, I did it three years ago, I think. Um, and I went to it, and I was like, by far the youngest person in that room. Like by far the youngest person. Like I'm 20 at the time. I was like 28 in the room, and the rest of them are all 35 and to 40. You know, the, the age you'd expect a manager to kind of be, not really 27. And um, I thought I've got no chance of this, but. I also knew that there was no way that anybody else in that audition knew football. Like, I'm quite a big like addict of football, shall we say. Like I, I watch everything. I'm super, super disgustingly into it. And I thought no one's going to know more than me. So when I had the audition, we had to go into the room and we had to pretend to be a manager and scream and do all these things. And it went all right. And then I got a recall and I was like, when you get a recall, you start to get butterflies then because you think, oh, I'm, I've got a chance here. Mm. I've got a chance. And then... Um, I remember it was like three weeks after the recall and the recall, I didn't think went very well. Again, they were all older than me. I didn't think I had a chance. Three weeks after the recall, uh, my old agent at the time just rang up and said, you know, that, um, that football thing that you did. Yeah. They were wondering if you're free for it. I was like, oh, this is the best phone call I've ever had. 
I had to uh, go down to Pinewood Studios in London, where I worked for four days, um, having mocap, the whole mocap situation. So all the dots are on your face. There's cameras in this room. It's amazing. Uh, and I just spent four days. They put, what they did for it was they told me the logistics of stuff, but they also put a big screen on. They put Barcelona versus Real Madrid on. And I said, just leave it on and I'll just act as if I'm the manager of what's going on in the game. <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, I like that. Just give me these moments and I'll use that to go through and hopefully we can, we can do what you want. And my shoot started the day after Kit Harrington. John Snow. John Snow, but it was the day after he'd, he'd been in there doing Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> no so I was like, oh, you, you guys, you've just been putting makeup on Kit Harrington. And now I'm like, now the big deals come in. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. You better be ready for it. And then um, we went to another section of Pinewood Studios on the last day to to do the to do the face scanning situation where they have like cameras, like they have like, I don't know how many it is. Is it like the one you see when they do like the FIFA face scans, where it's yeah, like it's this exactly. sort of do- yeah, almost like to- a dome, isn't it? Yeah, it's that. It's exactly that. So you go into a dome, um, but it's got more than most of the face ones for. FIFA because they don't need to be as detailed. Well, in theory, they don't need to be as detailed. This is for high-end mocap and high-end film yeah. uh, where that's just for games. But obviously this is a game one in situation, but used in, in a bigger studio. And uh, I was there the day after Johnny Depp on that one. I was like, hold on, I've not, I've, <laughs> what's going on here? What's going on here? You, Why do I keep guys? missing these people? What, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. Where are, well, they went in the canteen. What year? What's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, so that was, it was amazing. And I got kitted up and they, they put, bought me a suit and they bought me um training top they bought football boots I thought, do I get to keep any of this like what are you going to do with that they were like leave the tags on because uh, we want to take them back <laughs> let's go straight back I was that's like, an amazing Boys, story come on. I want all of this <laughs> that's incredible they managed what? to get Pinewood Studios but yet yeah, they're just taking back a little <laughs> taking back yeah ridiculous isn't it oh. I've just uh, had a sneaky little look whilst you were chatting away there and uh, it's a great little <laughs> advert and I was like oh look there he is <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> I'm just speaking to him. Oh my god! Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's really cool. And and there you go. And obviously, you are, as he's mentioned before, a uh, football manager, YouTuber. So if, if you're not offended by the phrase YouTuber, no, that's absolutely fine. I'm I'm more than happy with it. That I'm not sure how, how happy Top Eleven are that I'm now. I was going to say <laughs> rival <football> manager. <laughs> Still late now. They're already the advert's already out there. Oh, they got Jose yeah. Mourinho now. <laughs> Him? Never heard, <laughs> Who's that? Never heard of the guy. It's no Dale Edwards, is he? Come on. You're the second person to put themselves as the manager of the team. Your reasons are much better than the previous person <laughs> who did it. So fair play. Yeah. That incredible story, incredible thing to have on your CV. And also just someone to show the grandkids, isn't it? Amazing. Exactly. That's exactly it. Oh, unbelievable. Well, a great choice for manager there and fully justified. I'll I'll have that. Great choice. So let's go on. What do you want to do, kit or stadium? Uh, either, either or. Um, Let's go stadium think? first. Stadium. Stadium was another tough one, you know, because I was thinking, right, it's got to be a stadium that I've been to uh, or at least seen because I'm one of those, I'm a stadium spire. I don't know about you guys. Um, but if Oh, if ever you go to a city, you sort of want to find the, I always did that on tour. But yeah. I think the people I toured with always hated me because like you say, usually they're not football fans. I remember going up to Newcastle and I wanted to go see St. James. And I took him on a trip just to go see St. James. <laughs> and it's well worth it, isn't it? Every yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah, I used to do it everywhere, everywhere I went. And um, so I'm going to go for a few before I go to the actual one. Is that all right? Or do you need me to just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. 
So I was thinking, what are the interesting ones that I've been to? And uh, I've been to the Bombonera, but I didn't go in the Bombonera. And there's a reason for that. So that's Boca Juniors Stadium, if you're not sure, yeah, yeah, uh, in, in Argentina. And um, we were there. I was there with, um, with my missus and we were only just starting to go out, really. And we went on this big trip around South America. It's pretty, you know, pretty intense. I was like, the, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to do was go to a Boca Juniors game. But at the time, there was a big political thing and you couldn't really go into the stadiums, but you could get black market tickets. So we were offered the opportunity to get a black market ticket. And because you know, me and the partner had only just started to, to date, I thought it's probably not safe. I don't want to, I don't want to do that at this point. But two people who were on their honeymoon. Now you do it. Straight, <laughs> yeah, sacrifice straight in. One of the most scary stadiums in the world. Get inside. <laughs> let's go. Uh, two people did do it though on the trip who were on their honeymoon and they got these tickets and they went to the gate and they got split up. So he got thrown into the pit, basically. So behind one of the goals, pit, everyone's going mental for 90 minutes. And she got a ticket, which put her into hospitality. But wow. they didn't know that when they got split. So they got split perfectly. Very, very lucky. Because yeah. if that had gone the other way around, she would have been oh, in the pit. Geez. Like football at all. And he would have been in hospitality. But I did go to the stadium. <laughs> the stadium's amazing. Because you can see into it from the outside. So there's gates. And you can see fully in, so you don't really need a, a thing. But on the same trip, I went to the to the Maracanã. Uh, so I did go in that, unlike Kieran. Uh, and the interesting thing about that one is, again, I, you know, as you say, take people on tour and they hate seeing the stadiums. Well, try and say, take a girl that you've only just really started to date and say that you've got to go and see all these Ameri like South American stadiums. So uh, she, she was fuming, like absolutely fuming the whole time when she realized what i meant was we're just going to look around the stadium like there's no game we're literally paying to go in a stadium human <laughs> livid but the best thing about that was it was just before the world cup there so they had a seat um this is something that might you might not know so a little bit of interesting thing they have a seat in the american hour a few of them which are made for really fat people <laughs> so there's a seat that is like the length of two seats with armrests for morbidly obese people wow. so oh that they can God. go and watch the football game. And I've got a picture of her looking depressed in that seat. She's only slight. <laughs> she's only a small girl. One of my favourite pictures that I own in my life. So there's those two. Uh, and then I nearly went with Wembley. Uh, then I thought Principality Stadium. That was great, but I didn't go with that. I've gone with the Nissan Stadium. So now I don't know if any of you are NFL fans. Um, yeah. at all but the Nissan Stadium is uh, the Tennessee Titans Stadium and the reason I've gone for this stadium uh, is because I'm a big country music fan and that's in Nashville Tennessee yeah. uh, Nashville Tennessee is like the home of country music and it's the, it's just the home of singer-songwriters and it's amazing and uh, very very fortunate I've been over to Nashville twice nice. um, go to music festivals there and the music festival uh, the big concert at the end is always in the nissan stadium so i've sat in the nissan stadium looked at it it's a massive massive stadium it's amazing and it would if my team played at home in nashville that means that i am allowed to go and fly out to nashville whenever i want and my <laughs> missus can't tell me off because i'm like it's, it's, i've got to do it i'm the, manager. the home game <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the manager i've got to go to i've got to go to america and it might help dayan stavanovich get a work permit there you go so, so many reasons, but I'm going for the Nissan Stadium. And Frankie Simmer could be right at home there. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Look at this. It's all works out, doesn't it? Hey, great choice and a good, great reason as well. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, you said another one of your passions, country music. 
So it's good to have a nice blend of things with football. So to have that blended in with this is, is lovely. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to your kit. Yeah. So the kit that I've gone with is uh, it's a little bit, it's not one kit. Okay. So I've decided that my team are all going to play in their players' very first childhood kits because there is no kit that you felt more invincible in than that very first football shirt that you had, that you played in that back garden and you truly believed that you were whatever player you absolutely loved. Like that is the kit. I remember getting a Sheffield Wednesday kit and went into the garden and I was, I was the best player in the world. There is no doubt about it. Uh, in that kit, I was the best player in the world. So I want all these players in their very first football kits. Lovely. Now, that. that does create an issue in terms of colour schemes. Now, this... Bear with me. This is a, a thing that they, they used to do in NBA when they had the All Star Weekend. They would have all the designs, but they just put them in a neutral color. Is that what you're going to do? You've got me. You've got me. You've read it. It's like you're watching hey. the last dance as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's yeah. exactly what I was going to do. They're yeah. all in the same color, but it's that kit. And what color? What color do you want? Well, it's got to be blue. It's got to be. Of course, blue. of course, yeah. With a white, blue. with a white accent. You know it. You, you know it. Right. Well, that is a. Hell of a team there. Some amazing choices, which we'll now go back through just to make sure you're happy with. If you want to make any last minute tweaks as the manager, you can do. As the owner slash manager, you can make all the decisions. So, formation, classic 4-4-2. Goalkeeper, Joe Hart. Left back, Roberto Carlos. The two centre-backs, a good partnership of Connor Cody and Dejan Stefanovic. With legendary American right-back, Frankie Simek. Yes, yeah, so we move on to the midfield. And on the left-hand side, we've got Reggie Blinker. In the centre of midfield, we have Adam Lallana and David Beckham. And on the right-hand side, we have Owen Dale for his career in your football manager season. Yeah. Moving on to the front line, a great partnership, which actually looks like it would be very successful, in Paolo De Canio and Fernando Torres. With, please pronounce his name again for us. Atty you, Big Dave. Big Dave, coming <laughs> off the bench. Thank you. <laughs> And then the manager is, of course, yourself, Dale Edwards. But for the reason of being the the face of top 11. Stadium is the Nissan Stadium in Tennessee. And the kit is every one of these players' first childhood kit, but all playing in blue and white. As Lovely stuff. Okay, then, Dale, all that needs to happen now is you need to name this team. Yeah, so I was. This is the whew, another really tough. I'm going to name this. Uh, uh, my team is going to be. I would have made it as a pro if FC. <laughs> and every fan who comes to watch us, the reason that you're a fan is because you've got to tell everybody the reason why you didn't make it as a pro. <laughs> because every football fan has that reason. We're all there <laughs> going. Oh, I could have been a player, but I didn't start in goal until I was 16. And by that time, the scouts weren't there to watch how good I was. <laughs> oh, I was playing for my new, but bust my knee. You know, these things, everyone has one. So That's uh, that's the main one, isn't it? Where it's just like, you know, I could have made it pro, but uh, I had a big, big injury on my knee. <laughs> I love that. Great name. All right, Dale. Well, thanks very much for coming on to the pod. It's been a real pleasure. No worries, yeah. boys. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. Before we let you go, have you got anything to plug? Where can we find you? Oh, it's FM Dale on YouTube. Everybody watch that. Have a great time. Uh, watch me and my crew and then I'm um, doing Beg, Steel or Barrow right now. So yeah, watch that on, uh, on <laughs> FM Dale on YouTube. So I'd enjoy that. Thanks for letting me say that, boys. That's really nice. But also just right. keep, keep listening to these guys. These are fantastic. Also, Dale is a fantastic musician as well. I 
puts all his music on Instagram, like covers of different things, and I love them all. So oh, I'm going to plug that oh. one for you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's one. Cheers, boys. Wow, what a team that is. Yeah. I, uh, I'm still struggling with the with the naming of a super sub, but hey, just call <laughs> yeah, him Big Dave. Just call him Big Dave, yeah. Safer, safer option. <laughs> he took the word nostalgia and he ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he took it literally. And I really appreciate that. There's a lot of great stories in there. A lot of great players, a lot of other players. I mean, yeah, unknown in my head. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you. Well, I think <laughs> you should be a person who knows who Frankie Simic is. And I will show you a liar. (laughs) But no, yeah, obviously, classic formation. Yeah, yeah, that's back to the in the nineties. Yeah, so when he when he grew up watching football, obviously that was the that was the formation, and uh, the same with us really. When we grew up watching it, that was the formation. People have just learned to combat against it now. Yeah, it's an easier one to defend against now, I think. Hmm. Because someone said recently, oh yeah, well some teams have started doing it again, and if, if you look at those teams, it's like Burnley. And someone else, I don't think it's the uh, model for success in the modern game of football. I tell you what, though, we struggled against Burnley. Yeah, well, he still beat him, though. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? So, uh, Joe Hart, he said he lived vicariously through just because they're from the same area. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When when he said, like, everyone's got that and, and we might have something like that, I was trying to think, apart from if you take Wrexham out of the sort of story of that, because they it's actually quite far from us, about 50 minutes from us. Who... Who have we got around it? Mickey Thomas from Moctra. True. Very but, true. But he was past our generation. Uh, we do have Neil Taylor from Flint. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll take that one. We also have David Vaughan, Welsh legend. Abigelli, isn't he? From the grand old town of Abigelli. There you Which go. Which we are recording this, this uh, podcast from. Great fact. Owen Hargreaves' mum is from Real. So there you go. <laughs> what more could you want? What the Canadian slash Englishman Owen Hargreaves, his mum is Welsh. Played the majority of his career in Germany. Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. <laughs> right, so left back seems to be a very popular choice at the moment. Three out of the past four the, podcasts. The most popular player, I think, apart yeah. from Stevie G. Stevie G, yeah. Yeah. Both great players. There you go. Yeah. Iconic. So enough, we can't really say much more about Roberto Carlos. So if you're on a future podcast, please choose another left back. Yeah, it only goes as far as that free kick. He was an attacking fullback. He was Brazilian. He was bald. He was short. So unless you've got That's a mad player, Roberto Carlos story, don't <laughs> pick him. Thank you. <laughs> Connor right. Cody's second appearance, yeah, because he recognised Dale, yeah. but not for being Dale. For being Adam Lallana, as we later discovered. <laughs> And then Dejan Stefanovic, so good that he couldn't get a work permit and then got shipped back off to, to Holland. So, But again, he waved at Dale. So yeah, he was nice to Dale. Enough, enough reasons Common to be Common theme here, people are nice to Dale. The, uh, story, the, the Frankie Simek story is funny, though, where his yeah, brother is just like, yeah, I want a picture with him. Cousin. Like, he's not there. <laughs> yes. His cousin, sorry, yeah. So that defence, we think we said it's like a descending scale of ability <laughs> yeah. from the sublime to the ridiculous all the way down and then a mixed bag in midfield as well I don't want to start with left mid I'm going to go right mid because left mid has got a great name that I want to say again later on <laughs> so Owen Dale purely on the yeah. basis that he's from his football manager career 
everyone's got that football manager player. We discussed it in the podcast, but everyone's got that one player, real or regenerated, like Harry's podcast with his striker. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but also, if anyone wants to follow the career of the computer-generated version of Owen Dale, it will be on his football manager series. I think it's the first one he did. Yeah, me and my crew. Now on to Begsteel and Barrow. So definitely go and check out Dale's YouTube channel, FM Dale. Yeah. If you're into that you, sort of thing. If you love Football Manager, it's it's fantastic little follow. And he really yeah. gets into it. Like like he said in the podcast, he's got the shirts of each <laughs> team. Yeah, he didn't get cast as the face of top 11 for nothing. Yeah, exactly. He knows yeah. his stuff. He knows it. Midfield, central mids. Adam Lallana and David Beckham. A great combo. Yeah. Not a lot yeah. of pace in that midfield, I wouldn't say. That centre. Very different players, though. Yeah. They, they, one they can did. pick out a pass from anywhere. One's just got very quick feet and very skillful. Mm-hmm. I think that that midfield would struggle with people attacking through the middle because those two players have a tendency to go out wide. Yeah. So there'll be four <laughs> wingers and no centre mids. <laughs> so good luck with that. And then the best name we've had so far, Reggie Waldy Blinker. What a name that is. It is fantastic, isn't it? Big up your parents, Reggie. And if anyone from Head and Shoulders is listening, you know, sign him up. Oh, not anymore. His Wikipedia picture says that he's cut his hair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, another mixed bag. So we've got two mixed bags so far. But then the strikers come in, and then we've got some pure quality in there. Iconic players and shithousery and lovely hair up to a certain point. (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, the can you had hardly any, so not him. I was going to say you're not talking. You're obviously talking about one of them there. <laughs> the Canio had a lovely shiny forehead. Yeah, Paolo De Canio, iconic player from the late '90s, early 2000s. Obviously, we said he hadn't been capped by Italy, but then we discovered that was because of some of his views. So let's not delve into that. Let's just focus on his playing career. Terrific player. He and- loved to score a great goal. Loved to get in a bit of a scrap. Wasn't afraid to put his body on the line in the game. So, yeah, big, big shot. And doesn't hide his political views, apparently. No, but... <laughs> but we'll, uh, yeah. we'll skip right through that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he scored one of the best goals you're probably going to see in the in the Premier League. Yeah. The sweetest of bicycle volleys you're ever going to see. The technique on that is just insane. Yeah. Imagine being that goalkeeper, just going, oh, yeah, what's he doing? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Literally, is helpless. There's nothing. No goalkeeper in the world saves that. You'd be confused, wouldn't you, as well? Because it's a, it is literally like he's riding a bike in midair, and you're sort of like, what? She's stopping and laughing, like, ha, 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 oh no. <laughs> but yeah, a great choice, and um, and what a strike party <clears throat> in big Fernando Torres, who transferred all of his footballing ability into Dale. There you so. go. Yeah, or Samson from the Bible deal haircut lost his powers. <laughs> By that, oh, is that who it was? Samson? Yes, I did the research. There you go. <laughs> I got my Drew's Bible quickly, out and had a quickly quick Googled up. I genuinely have a my first Bible in the room that I'm sat in from when we moved house, and I did read the story just to make sure it was his name. That is commitment <laughs> right there. I right. just happened to be cleaning this room yesterday and found the Bible. I thought, oh, I'll get rid of that. <laughs> I thought, oh, wait, maybe I'll need it. And I did. And you did. Look at that. That's got to be a sign. Thanks, Jesus. Nope. All right. And, <laughs> and super sub. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and super d- sub, 
Big Dave, and I can't remember. I can't remember. Atty knew knew you knew you knew you. I remember it because it sounds like who are you knew you. Yeah. Okay. It's ironic because we can't pronounce his name. So you'd be like, who are you? Knew you? Who? What? (laughs) So that scene from Rush Hour. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sheffield Wednesday legend in of sorts. One of those strikers where if you looked at him play, you might think he's pretty good. And then you look at his record and 40 goals in 240 games isn't that good. No, it's not great. Because I, I did say during the podcast, oh, it's not too bad, but actually he's a striker. It's yeah, bad. It's, not, it's great. not great. No. Manager himself, Dale Edwards. Now this one has more sense to it than Harry's choice. Because for one, Dale didn't dub himself as the best manager of all time, as Harry did. And as we discussed in length, he is the face of top 11 manager, which is awesome. And yeah. also has his own football manager YouTube channel. So that, to me, makes him worthy to manage. Yeah, a bit, bit of a rival though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's playing both sides. Always comes out on top. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to play this top 11 because I think it's just a mobile app, isn't it? Yeah. I'll have to play it. <laughs> just to get Dale. <laughs> <laughs> just have him running down the sidelines. Um, but yeah, great, great uh, reason to... To pick himself. Um, stadium, Nissan Stadium in Tennessee. Yeah, huge and stadium. 69,000 well, capacity. These, uh, and anyone listening, a lot of people won't won't actually know. Me and Drew are actually very big, just American sports fans. Yep. We both like NFL, we both like NBA. Uh, these stadiums, the NFL stadiums are insane. Oh, yeah. They're um, arenas rather than stadiums. Yeah, 100%. Like, most of them are bigger than Old Trafford. Yeah. And that's crazy it's not even um, it's the difference with american stadiums as well i find is like if you're in the uk like say you're going to the race course you're in the middle yeah. of the suburb not the suburbs but like there's houses around you go to yeah. anfield you have to walk through the houses to get there with the american stadiums they're literally out by themselves huge spectacle arenas like there's nothing else around them they're separate well, yeah because there's um might might be in tennessee as well but the one one in arizona is literally in the middle of the desert yeah which yeah. is crazy <laughs> mm. yeah well that's the thing like this it's just a different world out there so a mm. great choice of stadium so we can have a bit of a uh, country music in the background while he's uh <laughs> while he's playing these games and yeah. for the reason that he gave which is that he just wants to fly out there all the time whilst having a, a valid excuse so his other half doesn't get angry with him <laughs> that seems like a good enough reason to me uh yeah fair enough the the kit i'm not gonna lie Probably, I'm trying to think overall that the more now. Probably my favorite kit. Yeah. At first, I, at first, I got a bit confused. But when he said they're all, it's all in a neutral color, yeah. and it's just everyone's first kit that they were bought or owned or whatever. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really nice idea. It's one of them where it's then it's special for every individual player. Yeah. So even there, look, he's bringing a bit of nostalgia into his own team. The only problem it. is because it's in blue. <laughs> Say. Say David Beckham's a United fan when he was younger. First kit was probably a United kit, which is red. Would you really want to play in that kit, but just turned blue? No. And then, sorry. And then the name. I would have been. I would have made it as a pro if FC. And they have to explain to everybody what it is. I that get. Stopped them. So I get where he's coming from with this. That so many people have that story of like, yeah. Oh, I would have been a pro if uh, this and that and that. I have never in my life said I would have been a pro if. No, I've never had the skill to become a pro. <laughs> no, me neither. The only person I, I know 
not he didn't say, but I said it about him is Owen. I said he could have gone pro if he really tried because he could. He was very, very. He's, I can't big him up enough. Owen Quilter, the best goalkeeper you've seen in your life. All right. I genuinely believe he could have. I'll fight um, anyone that crosses that. <laughs> it's the hill you'll die on. There you go. All right, well, I'm dying on a lot of hills in this podcast. I don't. I'm gonna have a mountain range by the end of it. That's right. We live in North Wales. It's pretty hilly here. <laughs> well, there you go. That wraps us up for another week. Yeah. Another great guest there with Dale. So, if you do want to check out Dale's content, you can follow him on Instagram, Dale Edwards. Uh, you can go to his YouTube channel, FM Dale. You can check out UK Country News for some of his presenting stuff. And then Which also, Drew definitely will be after this. <laughs> absolutely. And then also, just keep your eye out. You never know. You might pop up in anything you ever see. Maybe even top 11. Maybe something else. But yeah, check him out. So all that remains for us, as always, go check out the socials. We've upped our socials game. We've got videos now. <laughs> We've got little clips. We upload funny pictures. We're on it. We've we've got plans for the socials now to try and make it a little bit more exciting. Oh yeah, we've oh, even yeah. got TikTok. You know, we're we're there with the we're down with the kids. Yeah, as always, the the accounts to follow on Instagram, Twitter are both at Nostalgia FC Pod. You can find us on Facebook by typing in Nostalgia FC Podcast. You can find us on TikTok. It's the same. <laughs> so say thank you again for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, join us again next week where we'll have a new guest and a new team ready for you to listen to. Yeah. All that's left to say is that was Dale Edwards presenting to us. I would have made it as a pro if FC and what a team it was. And what a team it was. I don't think I've ever listened to country music in my life. You're missing out. I don't. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying anything against it. I'm not saying like it's because of anything. It's just I don't think I've ever turned it on. I, That's I what the girls know. say about you as well, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, zing!